0: And another listener says, Mike is correct. We don't want senile folks on the U.S. Supreme Court, just as we don't want them in the White House. But alas, we have (laughs) have have President Biden. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for calling in and sending emails. We'll have a vibrant discussion tomorrow. Uh, We have Josh Shapiro on the line. Good morning, Josh. Thanks for calling in today.
1: Hey, good morning. It's great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Uh, what is the definition of a woman? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Joe dared me to do that. I, I couldn't resist. All right, never mind. Scratch that. Uh, if you are governor, how how are you going to be a different governor than Governor Wolf was? I think a lot of people may be seriously yes. looking at that aspect.
1: Well, look. Obviously, we're two different people, and I'm someone who has a long track record. Of taking on real big fights, powerful institutions, delivering real results. I'm also someone who's got a long track record of bringing Republicans and Democrats to act together to actually solve problems. And that's something that's sorely lacking um, in our government today. And I think at the end of the day, the, the clear contrast you're going to see in this race between me and whoever my opponent is on the other side will speak to, you know, my vision of, bringing Pennsylvanians together and actually solving some of the problems that are negatively impacting rural communities across Pennsylvania and and all Pennsylvanians who I think have been held back.
2: Well, you've been very visible in this area. I attended an event you did at the Sealands Grove Borough Hall a few weeks ago with police Mm -hmm. and law enforcement and our district attorney. Uh, What Mm -hmm. are you doing here in the T? You're supposed to give this up to Republicans. I mean, (laughs) why are you campaigning here? No way.
1: No (laughs) way. Never. Look, I mean, if you go back and and look at my two races for attorney general, you know, obviously statewide races, we outperformed nearly every other Democrat in the T. And I think it's a big reason why we won both of those races when a lot of other Democrats lost. So I don't write off any Pennsylvanian. I don't write off any community. And actually, I think it's important to show up and listen, something a lot of politicians don't do a good job of, and treat people with respect. And so you'll, you'll continue to see me spending a lot of time in the so-called tea, addressing the issues that matter most, whether it's connecting everybody to the Internet, um, helping our farmers out who have been left behind uh, too many times trying to deal with the soaring costs and prices that exist today in Pennsylvania. So there's a lot of issues we're going to be working on um, and we'll have the tea in mind as we do it.
2: Well as a governor you have a lot of choices you have to make. Mostly um, a lot of them involve the people you appoint to office. And of course, right now, we have a lot of concern about Supreme Court nominees. So what what would the uh, Shapiro administration look like with respect to the people you would appoint?
1: Well, I think it's important to not just listen to politicians talk, but actually examine their actions in this area. So take a look at the people I've appointed to positions of authority in the attorney general's office they're Republicans and Democrats. In fact, my first deputy, the person who's a top staffer in the Office of Attorney General, when I appointed her, she's not only a Republican, but a former Republican office holder. I've appointed women and men, people from the East, the West, the central part of our state. And the reason for that is I wanna surround myself with people who have different perspectives than me, who come from different walks of life than me, people who are gonna challenge me and bring new information to the table. The thing I hate the most around the table are folks who are just yes people, who just want to tell me every idea I have is great. Because here's the thing, um, not every idea I have is great. And I think the way you come up with great ideas is by surrounding yourself with people who are different than you, bringing different perspectives, challenging you. So I think you can expect um, a Shapiro administration as your next governor, God willing, is going to be one that also brings people together who have different views than me, people from both parties, people from all different walks of life, in order to put forward an administration that can serve all of the people of Pennsylvania. I, look, here's the last thing I'll say on this. I take very, very seriously the oath of office that, that I take, and I want to make sure that I serve all of the people when I take that oath of office, and one of the best ways to do that is by surrounding yourself with people who come from different walks of life.
0: Did Governor Wolf overstep when it came to changes that were imposed for the election uh, in 2020? And what changes do we need in the election system in Pennsylvania?
1: I think it's important to know we, we had a free and fair, safe and secure election in 2020. Some Republicans won, some Democrats won. i mean, actually a great example is there were three people running for statewide office, myself as attorney general, our treasurer and, and what's known as our auditor general. Um, I won. I'm a Democrat, and the other two candidates who won are Republicans. So I think it's really important to kind of just take a deep breath and look at that that way. Now, I think there's an opportunity to bring Republicans and Democrats together, as I plan to do, to address people's you know concerns and questions about the election going forward. So, for example. I've heard from Republican and Democratic county commissioners who, as you know, the, the counties oversee the elections, who want what's known as pre-canvassing, the ability to go through mail-in ballots and organize them, not count them yet, but organize them, care, categorize them, so that on election night, we can give the voters of that district or the commonwealth their answers. That's, that's an example of a common sense, bipartisan thing that needs to be done. Um, and there are many other issues as well. So, I look forward to working with people of both parties who come to the conversation in good faith uh, and pass some really meaningful bipartisan legislation around our elections going forward.
2: If you had to self-label, how would you how would you uh, place Josh Shapiro liberal, conservative, moderate, or where on the spectrum do you yeah. fall politically?
1: Look, that's a fair question. I'm going to respectfully, and I mean this with the utmost respect, guys, push back a little bit on the labels. I think we do too much labeling uh, in our politics today. If you're asking me for a word that describes me, I'd, I'd say pragmatist. I'm a guy that likes to get stuff done. I'm a guy who has strong convictions. I believe in things. But I also believe, most importantly, on taking on big fights and getting things done. So I believe in the art of the possible of finding common ground between Democrats and Republicans, and actually solving some of the pressing problems that we've been dealing with for some time.
2: Well, then let me ask you the question this way. What would your top priority be as governor?
1: We've got to cut costs for Pennsylvania families. It's why I put a a plan out just a few days ago, actually, guys, and I'm happy to go into great detail, but but specifically it's eliminating the state cell phone tax, which is an 11 percent tax that nearly every Pennsylvanian faces, um, doubling the property tax rent rebates so we can keep more seniors in their homes, and giving every Pennsylvanian with a car a $250 gas tax refund. And by the way, if you have two cars, it's $500, three cars, $750. I think we need to put more money back in Pennsylvania's pockets. Second, I think we need to make sure our education system is properly invested in and we put more vocational, technical, and computer training back into our classrooms so we can prepare students for their future. I think we need, number three, an economy that lifts up everyone and doesn't ignore rural communities who have oftentimes been left behind from the investment we need uh, to grow our economy. And then finally, I think we need to make sure, and forgive me for using this word this early in the morning, but I think we need to make sure Pennsylvanians don't get screwed anymore. And what I mean by that is too oftentimes you know, some corporation puts profits before people, and Pennsylvanians get left out, or too often government actually works against the interests of people. I mean, let me give you a clear example of, of Pennsylvania getting screwed. When COVID hit, a lot of people lost their jobs. People called the unemployment office in the state to collect what was rightfully theirs. And you know what happened, guys? They couldn't even get their calls answered. Or if they did get an answer, they couldn't get their calls return with the information on how they can get their unemployment. That's another example of Pennsylvanians getting screwed. I want to change that culture. We should be in the customer service business serving the good people of Pennsylvania, whether in the T, in the East, the West, wherever. We've got to be in the business of helping Pennsylvanians out. So it's cutting costs, good schools, an economy to lift everybody up and making sure folks don't get screwed.
2: Well, let's talk about getting screwed for a minute. (laughs) Uh, One of your colleagues today proposed a four-day work week for a lot of state employees. Do you buy that?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is, I haven't read it, but no, I think we need to make sure that state employees are at work, and not only five days a week, but my plan calls for rotating schedules so that if you're a working farmer or whoever, and you've gotta call at 6.30 in the morning to get your whatever, your driver's license renewed, I'm just taking a simple example, you should be able to get an answer. So actually what I'd like to do is expand those work hours Start at 6 o'clock in the morning, go till 11 o'clock at night, have our state employees work on a rotating basis. So they're still working the same number of hours, but they're doing it at a time where we can actually meet the needs of people based around the people's schedule. I mean, <laughs> look, my, my wife, Laura, and I, we've got four kids. It's crazy in our house during the day. I, You know, it's hard for me to find time, say, at 3.30 to call up a state agency and get an answer, but I might have time at 9 o'clock after I got the kids to bed And that might be when I need to engage with my state government. So, if anything, we need more and expanded hours for state employees.
0: Right. The lightning round in terms of the rebate for high gasoline costs for citizens, where would that money come from?
1: We're sitting on about $7 billion in state accounts that's doing absolutely nothing to help the good people of Pennsylvania. It's your money that was sent to Harrisburg that's not helping you. So what I want to do is take a portion of that money actually the pot that it would come out of is the federal money that's sitting there and give it back to the people so they can put it to use Look, we're all seeing the rising gas prices you know four twenty four thirty four forty a gallon um, let's help offset that by taking money that's doing no good for people sitting in harrisburg and put it back in people's pockets
2: As Attorney General, you certainly have dealt a lot with crime and gun control issues. Where where do you see us headed in that direction? And where where do you favor gun control?
1: Yeah, I think it's more gun violence issues than gun control. I'm not sure I'd respectfully characterize it that way, but here's what I've been calling for for years now. We need more police. We need to make sure we invest more in law enforcement. I'm the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, I've been saying we need more money to recruit and retain police, both at the state police level where, you know, a number of people in your listening area deal with state police. And for those who deal with, you know, a local or municipal police, we're seeing too many police officers leave the business and too few applying to take their place. So I've put out a multi-point plan to help recruit and retain more police to help deal with the violence in our communities.
0: All right, uh, abortion, uh, where do you stand on that? One of our good listeners always asks that question, and then the death penalty. And we're going to go just a little bit past uh, 10 a.m., but we'll let you go shortly. We'll get these litmus test questions out of the way.
1: Yeah, no problem. Guys, can I just ask you to repeat that question? Oh, we, sure. You broke up. Uh, yeah.
0: Abortion, where do you stand on that, making sure that the state stays uh, pro-life or as much as the nation might uh, uh, sure. waver on that topic? And oh, that's the first one. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, look, here's my view. Someone is going to make the decision, whether it's a politician in Harrisburg or Washington or whether it's the woman. I think the woman should make that decision, not the politicians.
0: All right, and death penalty, where do you stand on that topic?
1: Yeah, that's an issue, um, I realize we're in a lightning round, but if you'll forgive me, I'd like to just take a minute on this and expand on my thoughts. Um, It's an issue that for the longest time I have felt should be reserved for the most heinous of cases. And then I found myself in the position as attorney general. And quite frankly, given how broken the system is, given how it is not a deterrent, given how it costs taxpayers such a significant amount of money, uh, I have never pursued the death penalty as attorney general. I've not felt that it was warranted. And I think going forward as governor... I would follow the same chat. All right.
0: One listener got a question in under the, under the last second here. Uh, if asked to support or uh, not support Sunday hunting, what would your view be on that
1: topic? Yeah, that's an issue. You know, I, I hear a lot about that as I travel. That's something I'd like to get folks together, um, you know, who are actually affected in the community and listen to them on it. Uh, and make sure that you know I get everybody's opinion, and then we make a decision going forward there. That's something I'm very open to listening to the community about. There's strong feelings on both sides, and um, I'm a good listener and and then we'll implement that decision.
0: Well, thank you so much for checking in today. Yes, thank Feel you. free to stop by our studios. We're up on Blue Hill uh, near Sealands Grove and Shamoka Dam and Sunbury. So we'd love to see you in person. And- I'll
1: tell you what? I'd love to do that. So um, I'm up in that in those parts re- you know regularly and so if you'll have me, I'd love to come in the studio and we can expand on the conversation. I hope I've answered your questions. I really appreciate the time and look forward to seeing you in person.
0: All right, you Thank have you answered so our questions. Thank you, General. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you, sir. You're that very welcome. State, Great day, guys. That is uh, Democratic gubernatorial candidate Josh Shapiro. He is uh, running for uh, the governor of Pennsylvania. He is the state attorney general in Pennsylvania right at the moment, but uh, will not seek re-election there. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, where you are going to join the Dan Patrick Show uh, shortly. That will be in progress. You're listening to WKOK. Okay, okay, Sunbury.